everyone, and welcome to the Living with Power Hope podcast. I'm Lena Abujamra, and I'm back. I hope you're having an awesome spring. We are excited about today's podcast. You're going to see why in a minute, but uh, it's going to be just a fun conversation. If you've been to our podcast before, then you know my uh, best friend, Tina Wachke. I would say she's one of my closest friends. Uh, we have actually, Tina, we've slept in the same bed once, so I would say that makes us pretty darn close or friends, wouldn't you say? I would, I would, but uh, more importantly, she loves the Lord, and uh, I was just today planning the next few podcasts. I'm so excited about just the the variety of flavors that I'm going to be bringing in the next few weeks, but for today, we just wanted to do something called the Spring Fling. I'm going to have a conversation with one of my good friends about things that matter, things that are fun, things that might be of interest to you. So uh, we, uh, as always, are here to renew your hope in the Lord. And so everything we do is rooted in hope, the hope that, that is in Christ. So hope you're having a great day. Hope you're going to have a great week. And now help me welcome Tina Wachke. So Tina, for those of us who may be on the podcast, maybe there's somebody tuning in for the first time, they um, have never heard of, of you. They don't know much about you. Why don't you tell us, as I usually do in a couple of minutes, who you are? Okay. Sounds good to me. Well, um, as some people here that know who you are, introduce me as Lena's friend, Tina. So I'm your friend, first and foremost. Um, I, um, I'm i a mom of three kids, two teenagers, and an 11-year-old <laughs> boy, girl, boy. That's kind of, I mean, think about that. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, right? yeah, because when we were first friends, they were so little, you know? Um, I'm, uh, married. This will be my 20th year. It's our 20 year wedding anniversary this year. Also crazy. And, um, I work in women's ministry at my church. I'm on staff, which I love. And I'm so thankful to be a part of that. And you're in Grand Rapids now. I'm in Grand Rapids, Michigan. So I'm a Michigander. Sounds very, (laughs) sounds very cool. But 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 that's like, you're new there, right? How long have you been? Has it been a year already? It's been a year. Just, just past the year mark. What is it like living in Michigan? It's great. Although, you know, our winter was brutal. The kids had 16 days canceled of school. So, yeah. So they're going to be in school all summer now or what do no, they do No, they just it? passed a legislation that they're going to forgive most of the days. So No, yeah. you're kidding. So what happened to all the material they're I think they're just, learn? you know, squeezing it in. So. Wow. We all wonder why our education system is like it yeah. is. Well, and in some ways, you and I are not very, I mean, we have different lives in a sense, like I'm single, you're married, we sort of brought that up in the past. And yet, uh, we really have um, understood each other so well, and and just really have gotten along in the years. And what do you think is at the root of that friendship? I think that it explains that, you know, no matter where you are in life, you don't necessarily have to have friends that are in the same exact path of life as you are. It's like healthy and good to have friends that are walking different different roads than you. And I don't even think that it is an issue in our relationship. Like, I don't even think that it comes up at all. No, I mean, I think clearly, you know, we share a lot of our heart values, our walk with the Lord, which I think is the most important thing for friendships over time. But yeah, I mean, I think the only, if anything, I find your husband is so generous with our friendship in that, like you've been able to travel with me to some meetings and help a lot with the ministry. And that's just been a really big gift. So in in a sense, when you're single and then you're friends with a married family, I think about it with my sister too. It's never like a one-on-one friendship. It's like the whole family has to sort of embrace you. Like your kids have sort of to embrace my humor, right? Because I mean, like we'll text and they're sort of laughing at the gifs that I'll send. Like, it's not just a 
individual affairs. Oh, yeah, no, they know everything affair. that's going on in your life. So they listen to the Insta. Right, they do in the day, first right? thing in the morning. Because that's something. So you've helped us a lot with that. So you do a lot for our ministry. And so this year you've taken on the role of Instaminist. I know this is one of the things I wanted to sort of let people know too. You're on our ministry team now. What do you do for Insta, for Instaminist? How do you so make for it Instaminist? So well, it's not very hard, Lena. Um, but you uh, <laughs> you record these Instaminists um, like dozens at a time. And so I go through and I listen to them a few times and. Um, create, you know, a little blurb for each day. And, um, and then every morning I have to, because in, you, splice yeah. them. you have to put them in yeah, that Instagram is funny right? about posting like those carousel posts. So every morning I go on and I post the Insta minutes on Instagram. So the kids hear it. Yeah. Cause I want to make sure that it posted fully. Cause sometimes it'll cut it off and, you know, so yeah, they, they hear it. It's great. That's pretty cool. Well, I appreciate it so much. And just the little write-ups beneath everyone. I know, you know, little steps and what we do for the ministry. I think sometimes you don't even think about it, but the times I'll go on Instagram and be like, how did she come up with that? Like you just are asking a question, engaging people. And by God's grace, a lot of people send me direct messages and questions and feedback. And it's just, it's just been a gift. So thank you for all you do with that. Uh, I do want to bring up just a whole lot of, of little, uh, you know, I, I want to call today's Conversation, uh, smorgasbord of wow. miscellaneae. How do you? Make that I, I mean, thing was good, but I think smorgasbord of miscellaneae is like much more our our alley because we talk our thing. I would say street thing is almost too cool. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. So, okay, first things first. This week, this is gonna run on Thursday, and on Sunday is That's a big right. day. It's Mother's Day. So, I thought we should spend a couple minutes talking about Mother's Day. What, you're a mom, and you have a mom. I have a mom. I do. I, 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 that's one element that every person listening probably shares in common. We all have a mom. That's right. So um, what are the expectations for Mother's Day? What do you hope to happen on that day? I am to the point where I just don't even, I don't even care. At church, they make mom stand and you just like die because you don't want to stand up. And, you know what I mean? Like, Finally settle down. You know, you put the yeah. in the... <laughs> I mean, the kids want to make, you know, they, Joel set up, so we'll go out for dinner that night. But, like, I don't expect really anything that day just because, I don't know. I think, you know, when you have expectations, usually yeah, you get disappointed. So it's like, yeah, why, you know, I don't want it to be a burden to anyone, you know. It's just. Does it feel like a birthday to you or is it just like another day, like Memorial Day? Yeah, it's just another day, really. I mean, Joe's so sweet, like, he wants to go out to eat, but I wouldn't, honestly, wouldn't. You know, if we yeah, just stay yeah. home. Well, and I, mean, I think, yeah, I think about like even as a child to the mom. I mean, you're always a child in your mom's eyes in a sense, like your adult children. But I mean, I would think like the most meaningful gifts would maybe be more personal. Like, do your kids write you notes? Do you do stuff? Do they do stuff like that? Yeah, they used to more when they were little because they would do it at school or, you know, they'd have a little project they'd do at school. But, um, yeah, I mean, Ella will make me a crafty thing probably, and it's cute. I appreciate yeah. it. And then your mom, what are you going to do for her? I'll probably send her a card. Now that we're long distance, before we used to go and celebrate our grandma. Like, I'm all about celebrating the oldest mom in the family. I think that's awesome. Right. Um, so, How old is the oldest um, in your family? My grandma is 86. Oh. So I'm sure they'll get together and um, have brunch or something with grandma. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I sort of, you know, 
I'll tell you this. As a single, I ignore now. I know this is going to be really lame. I'm sure it's because I'm an Enneagram of God knows who. But, <laughs> right? but, but, but I just ignore family anniversaries anymore. I just can't keep up. There's so many yeah. birthdays. Like I've decided. And I here's a trick. I started that habit early on so that yeah. nobody's like, oh, you used to give us you know, anniversary cards and now you don't. I just like from the day that they all got married, I said, look. I'm going to celebrate the kids' birthdays, but I'm not going to celebrate anniversaries. Mom's days, I mean, I think, you know, it's a balance. I try to, I try, I'm going to try to make it home. I think it means a lot for my mom to get home. And this year, it's going to be really hard. It's like, like getting home this year is going to be almost like getting on a plane, traveling to New Zealand and coming back. And it's difficult. <laughs> So it's like, in my mind, I think maybe that's a gift enough, but, and I know if my mom was listening, she'd be like, you don't need to come home from Mother's Day. Right. So imagine like, I mean, my, I'm so dark in my humor sometimes, but like I'd get in a car wreck on my way home then, you know, then it's like, that would be my luck though. You know, like we always talk about like how negative I can be. And I'd be like, mom, I was trying to make it to Mother's Day. Anyway, enough of that. All this to do to say, my mom has been a huge part of my Christian life. Anybody knows my story knows that it is intricately woven with her faith. She is the reason I'm a Christian. And so, uh, you know, just her example has been amazing. And so I do want to honor her, but sometimes I also find that maybe I honor, I could honor her better in the way that I relate to her day by day, not just on mother's day. Wouldn't you say that's probably true? Yes. A hundred percent. It's also a day that's tough for a lot of people. They want to be a mom or they've lost their mom. And so it's just for a lot of people, it's a reminder in right. a bad way of something that they're missing. And that's, that's right. Too. Well, that's really sensitive of you, people who have older parents who are sick. So if that's you, we just want you to know, we are going to be praying for you guys as uh, our ministry team. And so if you need a special encouragement on Mother's Day, which is coming up, shoot us an email. We'd love to keep you in our mind and hearts. And uh, if you're single and you've always wanted to be a mom and it's just not happened, then maybe you're in that you know, 40 to 45 year age, and you're feeling especially distinctive at this year, again, just, just let us know. And, uh, you know, we really do want to think and pray for you. Um, right after Mother's Day, another big, like May is horrible. It's like the best <laughs> and the worst month in the world, right? So we got a lot of graduations. Do yeah. you know anyone graduating this year? Yes, my niece is graduating from high school. My niece too. Yeah. Where's your niece going to go to college? Um. Oh, shoot. She's going to Indiana, a school in Indiana. She's going to be a nurse. So, Well, my niece has finally decided she wants to go to the University of Minnesota, which mm-hmm. is random, but cool. I would have rather the University of Hawaii, but nobody asked me. And <laughs> not that people visit their nieces at, at, at the colleges. But anyway, I, she's pretty pumped about it. But uh, what do you do for what, what are like what are some good ideas? What should I get my niece for her graduation? I think the main thing that kids want is money, to be honest. So, <laughs> give a big I was check. Just say, uh, in lieu of money, because I feel like that's what I always fall back on. But really, that is what they need, huh? Yeah, and I, and as I was um, at church last week, they wanted to give their seniors, um, their graduating seniors, Bibles. And so there's this really beautiful Bible called the Illuminated Bible. It's ESV, and there's like. It's just beautiful inside and out, and you can journal in it. And it's like 30 bucks. And I think we might buy my niece one of those as well. How about a devotional? That would be a cool idea. That would be a cool idea. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of books that are cool, including The Daily Dose. The Daily Dose. We can get you one if you want to get a gift for your nieces and nephews or sons and daughters. Uh, That would be a cool one. The Q&A book is good, too. That's a question and answer. But 
something simpler, maybe. I don't know. I'll tell you one, my favorite devotional, probably. I know I always talk about Oswald Chambers, my most mm-hmm. highest, but really a more practical one, maybe that I would advise, you know, recommend as an amazing gift that I've been reading for years would be Streams in the Desert. Love yeah. that book. Yeah. I don't know. You just want to make sure that you, I think, I think most Christians who are looking at their relatives who are graduating, I would think we want to invest into their spiritual lives and college is such a crazy time in for people what you know no matter what college you go to so any sort of you know little nugget that you can give at the end of high school i think would be helpful so yeah those are some ideas what are some uh anything else come to mind before we move to the next yeah I, my one of my favorite devotionals and i might have even mentioned this when we talked in at christmas time is the paul trip um new morning mercies that's an all oh i forgot about that right i have never bought it it's really good so gift gift idea that is a good gift idea um so um i had something on my mind i can't remember so we'll just move to the next thing after graduation comes summer and summer is sort of the best time of the year in my mind i'm a big summer person What, what about you do you summer something that you look forward to or is it like you prefer to winter and rainy days no no no. summer is my favorite i love when the kids are off i love hanging out with them and running around what are you guys guys planning this summer on a budget on a budget well um well the first thing we like to do at the beginning of summer is we all sit around the table and we make a list of things that we'd like to do this summer so it's kind of like a little goals list of things we'd like to see or do um, and then I always look up now that we're in a new town, I look up like kind of what's what's going on in the summer for free or inexpensive. There's always a festival or, you know, music yeah. somewhere. Um, yeah, yeah. And then Michigan is huge for camping. So last I month, believe it's called America's Playground. Michigan. That's what I've seen. Oh. The little banners. I'm from Wisconsin and we grew up seeing those signs and we would argue that indeed we were in America's playground, <laughs> but I believe Michigan is known as that. It's a lot of lakes and a lot of just yeah. outdoors. So you just, you're planning on camping. Yeah. Last year we went up to the UP and we camped up there and in then a tent? we'll go this year to uh, a town called Charlevoix, which is very close to Lake Michigan. We're going to camp there for a few days. Like tents and everything? Yeah, like tents. We're tent camping. And hammocks and such? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, last year was my first time camping in a while. And one of the tent sites next to us was playing, you know how people play spoons, like with their, as a musical instrument? Yeah. It was really obnoxious. And I said, is there no, like, is there no, like, camping etiquette? You know, I, I don't know. Maybe your listeners can wait. Did they, invite you, did they invite you to play with them? I would imagine that would be the right thing to do. Now, it just takes me a couple days to get into it. I'm really crabby about the first 24 hours. So, you know. Yeah, well, that's redemptive a little bit, I would admit, because I don't think I'd make it too long in a tent. I went glamping last summer on my own, and that wasn't too bad. But I just thought in the future, if I went, I might just get some, you know, good Groupon. I find, I mean, if you're like, like I've gotten Groupons in really hot places in the summer that nobody wants to go to. So I've gotten really good rates in Scottsdale, which might sound horrific for most of you, but... If you like the heat, as I do, I, and I love hiking, I don't mind going in the summer. And so I've always found like you can get good deals when, when out of the place, you know, places that normal people wouldn't go to. So something to keep in the back of your mind. You never know, you know, a little road trip yeah. to somewhere that's hotter than Hades. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, <laughs> but if you had kids who were complaining about the heat, 24 hours, you might. Yeah, you might not go there. You might, you might just go camping right, instead right. with a lake. 
feedback, right. No, but that's good. You know, I, I did ask you, and we were you scratched your head a little bit before we came on, I mean, about camps. You know, my own Christian life was so shaped by Christian camp, and, and I've really spent all of my summers in the United States. We moved when I was 15. I was a senior in high school. That summer, I went to camp, changed my life, and I kept going back until the year that I had no more summer vacations. Mm-hmm. Now, I do know in Michigan, they've got that Maranatha camp There's that's so pretty well many. known. Yeah, there are so many camps. Yeah. Did you Google it? Do you, are there any other camps that come to mind? Oh, man, I didn't Google it, but there's like on staff at church, we have kid, um, staff members who work at camps. Um, I, I don't remember the names of them, but the youth group will take the kids to a camp, which is great because like. Yeah, be with- and it's not super expensive. No. And in fact, I would even push to say if you're a parent listening and you are debating if you send them to camp, it's worth pushing yourself financially mm-hmm. to send your kids to camp. I would almost make it like, I, this is a hard one to say because I know sometimes kids are like, I'm not going in our, the era of, I see my, my nephews and nieces and they're different than when, when, when I was growing up, if the, my parents said we're going, like we didn't have a choice. Yeah. And now it's like there's a lot more choices, but I almost make it mandatory to go at least once, at least I'd say every year, but even in a four year period, you will never regret what God could do in that setting. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that much about Christian camp. And so the youth groups at church, when they do the trips, I think they try to make them extremely affordable. They do. It's great. They do a winter one and a summer one and they've, they've been great. Yeah. Well, and so if you're looking for a camp and you're listening again, our goal in this podcast is just to sort of highlight like we did before when I did a podcast with Tina, just highlight a lot of possible, you know, you know, ideas for you guys to do, especially coming up in the summer. So if you're listening and you're like, man, I really would love to send my kids to camp, but I can't, um, a, could you email me and can we talk about it and see maybe we can find a scholarship to, to, to help? And then B, if you're like, well, I don't know where to go. I know tons of camps in Wisconsin that I can direct you towards. And so I would love to um, do that. I've spoken at Christian camps. And so uh, Lena at livingwithpower.org will put on my email at the end. Uh, Irina, who is listening, will take care of, of making sure you guys have my email. So we'd love to make sure your kids are uh, headed the right direction. And by the way, not just kids. I know I'm going to perseverate about camps a little, but my family went to family Mm -hmm. camp and I know there are still family camps around. And I know I tell that story when I teach a lot, like when my dad came back from camp and started, uh, he, the first few times he told us, we thought he was kidding, but he uh, made us all hold hands during prayer. And now we just naturally do. And my family is not touchy feely. And so the idea that he, Again, his life was so drawn to the Lord at camp, and and he made so many changes. And one was a very practical, simple thing that has continued to be a tradition in our family, which is to hold hands. And it's hard to hate each other and to fight while you're holding hands, right? right? So it's sort of, I know it's a small thing, but it's sort of a symbolic thing. So people read a lot in the summer, Tina, and you're a huge reader. We found that out recently. We did. Well, um, so you read a book in front of me, like we went on a flight together to go to a meeting where I was speaking. And I think you finished a 355 page book in three hours, which is an incredible feat. So anyone listening, if you didn't think that I had an incredible human on the podcast today, now, you know, uh, he is an incredible (laughs) woman, right? So so and, 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 uh, and you send me a lot of pictures of, of things you're reading uh, in our conversations. And so uh, maybe let's highlight a few books that you would recommend okay. for the summer. Um, well, the book I read in three hours and whatever minutes, as you kept count, was the book called Educated, which I really liked. And you didn't like you read 50 pages and you decided you were done. So 
I was a little bored with it, to be truthful. I, but but Barack Obama <laughs> and other great people in the world have written little statements that they love it. It's their favorite book ever. So I'd hate to be the only you know voice of dissension in this country over a book that everybody else <laughs> seems to have enjoyed. So, but but yeah. beyond that, beyond that, um, where the crawdads sing? Have you heard of that one? No, say it again. Where the crawdads sing. No, I have not, but that sounds interesting. Is that a fiction book? If you go on Amazon, if you go on Amazon um, I just looked today. It has over 10,000 five-star reviews, which is no, crazy. I'm sure yeah, it's a really good book. And um, I would say quick read, but I guess all books are quick reads. <laughs> right, right. Wait, is called Where the Crowd Stands What? Where the Crawdad Sings. Oh, I got that wrong. Okay, I wrote it down. That's yeah. what I do. You're driving, okay. you can just put a little more. Yeah, it's so good. And then the Nightingale. Have you heard of that no. one? Okay, yeah, that's another. Those are these are all um, fiction. But okay. um, and then on my uh, our our women's ministry is going to do a summer book club. So I think we were going to talk about how to stay in community, and I think this is a good way is to kind of put together a little summer book club with you and your friends. Yeah, and um, I, we we're going to do. Several people recommended It's Not Supposed to Be This Way by Lisa Turkers. Yeah, I've heard that's great. Okay, yeah, so we're going to do that. And then um, a few more that are on I wish I could get her on the podcast. I wonder if anyone listening knows how to reach her. She would be a great podcast person. Yeah, she would. I think maybe we'll um, we'll put a hashtag of her name and she'll... She'll know I'm on. She'll know who I'm on. Maybe I'll stalk her down or something because... Yeah. Anyway, so, the book is supposed to be really good. And she, her testimony, of course, she had a very difficult couple of years. And then God, what God is working in her life is pretty incredible. And what? so what are other uh, books that you guys thought about for the book club at church? Like what were some um, books? Well, we're sure going to do that one. The other few that are on our possibility list is a book called Glorious Weakness, Discovering God in Oh, Old. yeah. She's coming up. I'm going to do a, a podcast with her soon. Really? And that book is taking the world in storm. Okay, yeah, people cool. really enjoy um, Another one is Wounded by God's People, Discovering How God's Love Heals Our Hearts by Anne Graham Lotz. Another great author. Yeah. And, and I think that's a really relevant topic today. Yeah. And then um, Ragamuffin Gospel. Isn't that kind of an oldie, but a goodie? Yeah. Is that Brennan Manning? I think so. Um, My favorite Brennan Manning book is The Furious Longing of God. Okay. I'm going to look it up. Add it to my pile. Yeah, of a classic you were reading the Tozer yeah, book recently. I was gonna say I just I really love pretty much everything by Tozer but um because we're working on discipleship at church I'm reading his book called discipleship and then the other yeah. one I was reading by him is called the dangers of a shallow faith and that is also very good that's pretty yeah. good um any, uh, you guys, as a community, so you're doing the book club so that you can keep meeting. And by the way, you don't have to be in a church to have a book club with other women and pick a book. You can do it evangelistically and choose, like the Lisa Turkers book, I would feel like would be a book that would apply across, like if you have neighbors yeah. and you want to try to do an outreach with them, um, people are into reading, you know, summer's a little bit more laid back. So that's something to consider. Or with women from church where you can meet, maybe not every week, but every, you know, every month or something. So just some ideas to stay connected, which we so desperately need. Um, but um, what about any conferences that do you, women in your church do anything like that? Um, 
I don't know. I'm I'm new to the ministry. You know, I just started in January, but I do know that we're having we're having a retreat coming up in the fall that an amazing speaker is going to be at. So, oh my gosh, <laughs> hard to reach. And I'm sure she's like her books are incredible. She'd be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sad. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to. to yeah, it'll be there. great. Um. Yeah, but I don't, I know another thing we're doing, I mean, is it okay if we segue to the community thing since we're kind of hitting that? Um, Another thing we're going to do this summer is um, our church does something called family meals where different families open their homes and host other families from church that they may or may not know. And we're going to try, we're going to do that with women specifically um, in June. So I'm looking forward. So you would, so if you sign up to be a home, they'll just send you random people. Yeah, you'll um, you'll get people probably that live around your in your neighborhood, in and around your neighborhood, so that you can, you know, develop your community. That's a great idea. Yeah. What if somebody doesn't know how to cook? Um, you can order in. You can do uh, potluck style. It's like up to the host, however they want to do it. That's pretty cool. You know, not long ago, in fact, if you guys uh, just tuned into the podcast, I mean, usually what we do is interview somebody, get their story. And remember Rosaria Butterfield, one of our best heard podcasts. She's just an incredible woman of God. And we did an interview with her. You guys can look at the old podcast list. And she talked about hospitality. And you don't have to have a big budget. You know, like she she is able to open her house regularly to people in her community and just has seen God move mightily through that. And so, because she's written a book on that and just, just a lot of ways. Uh, that you can use the summer not just to just like decompress but to, to, to be more intentional i think that's really what we're going after is more intentional discipleship and connection with people mm-hmm. um what uh one thing uh, i was thinking i'm looking at the stack of books on my desk and it got me thinking about conferences for even for planning for next year a lot of people are starting to think about like the fall and a lot of people go to conferences in the fall another person i interviewed on the podcast nancy guthrie who's one of my favorite humans on the planet uh she is doing a tour where she's teaching theology to women and so she's going to a lot of different cities and in fact she's looking for more cities i think to add on to it down the road but she just announced that on her um facebook page or whatever so if you're looking for a podcast i would highly recommend if i mean if you're looking for a meeting where you really learn and grow because sometimes you go to a conference and you leave and go what the heck did i just do like you know it's you don't remember what you did or it doesn't make a huge impact in your souls. And, and I, I know that if you end up going to something that Nancy's teaching that it would really impact your life and the way that you view scripture. So um, look up Nancy got three conferences for next year. And I think you guys might enjoy that. Uh, men. Do uh, you know that like, does Joe go to any men's conferences? What you know, do they have any now? And how does that work anymore for men in case? Um, he, he does not. I believe our church does like a men's camping trip with it. I think is more a men's alley, like being outside and um, connecting. Most, most churches, I think, have something like that. They don't do as many conferences as women do, do they? No, I don't think so. I have seen, I mean, if you're a guy happening to continue to be listening, I know that, that you know, when I'm interviewing Tina, maybe some of this sounds a little girly, but if you're a guy listening, She Reads Truth has a new branch that is a, a He Reads Truth sort of branch of their ministry that is really catered to men. So you might want to look on Instagram and take a look at some of the resources they have that are particularly geared to men. I know that they do some amazing stuff. Um, why don't we sort of draw, I know the last couple of podcasts I've done, I've been so stressed, they've gone an hour and I just think everybody's time is so precious. I always call my mom after and I'm like, mom, was the podcast too long? And, and you can, you know, she's always like, 
no, but I could tell from her no if she means it or doesn't. And so, and so her and my sister are like my, my little like pushback there. So I promise I told Tina, let's just try to keep this one short so that people would just understand like our goal isn't to eat up the whole week with a podcast, but just to bring things of importance to your attention. Um, so why don't we, I want to sort of finish with a little bit more of a personal thing too. Like, and I think this is an important exercise that I believe every one of us towards the end of a school year ought to stop and do in our Christian walk. And this is very simply, uh, what have you learned about God in the last year? Oh, there's, he just, one thing I've learned is it was a tough winter for me. I, um, I I didn't realize it, but I do think like the, the weather does affect me. And, um, yeah, I think I was feeling particularly lonely. And, you know, when you get in that funk kind of mood, um, it's just, you can kind of take your eyes off of the Lord and focus inward a little bit and seeing like what, what you don't have, as opposed to all of the good things that God has blessed you with. And so I learned, um, we did a study in women's mystery, um, about the armor of God. And the, Mm -hmm. the one main thing I learned through that was that, um, in Philippians four, it says, um, the Lord is at hand Do not be anxious, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And so that's a verse we've all heard several times, but this um, winter, it just was such a reminder that when we are thankful, um, we experience peace. And so when we look to him and just thank him because he's blessed us so much, um, he gives us peace. and. Um, so I've just learned that he is so patient with us and he is so uh, steadfast and um, just everything works out in his time. And we just forget that every day. Like we just need the reminder and just thanking him every day for all the things that he has done in our lives. And it will just, right. his peace just washes over us. So do you feel like, yeah, like, and know some of this, what I'm getting at too, is like this personal assessment of it. Like, do you feel like when you look at your life and you look back a year ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, what are the, some of the, the elements that you look at to see that your trajectory is becoming more Christ-like? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, so, so I think you can easily live through your Christian life and wake up 10 years later and be like, what in the world has changed in my life? If you don't stop intentionally and think about your life and where you were and where you're going, it, you know, what are some parameters that you look at in your life to go, okay, I know I'm, I'm drawing closer to the Lord because ABC, what are like a couple of things that you look at your life to try to gauge that? I think one thing is just not um, just trusting in him for tomorrow, not being worried about everyday things, Um, just like about my children, knowing that he loves them more than I do. And so I can just leave them to him. I mean, of course, I'm their parent and I, Joe and I are doing the best we can humanly, you know, raising them. But, um, you know, God's got them. And, you know, just the daily um, leaving it to him, I think, where as you as you um, age and as you mature, you see, like, you can look back and see the year upon year upon year of his faithfulness, you know, it's just easier as you experience more to, to just trust him more. Right. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I think you're, yeah. How you respond to stress over time, which, uh, you know, sadly, I mean, I would say like sometimes that can also, I mean, God is so faithful regardless. I mean, we know that. And I think if there's any, thing that I've learned about God over the years is that his faithfulness doesn't depend on my behavior 
which is amazing. But like, how do you respond to stress? And and sometimes, like the interesting thing I find, sometimes the older I get, the more responsibilities, the more I'm tempted to want to panic in stress. But I mean, that, that's an important point to stop. Like, I'm even thinking about my life and think like, if you're not, like say, there are points in, in the year that I look back and go, man, I wish I... I wish I I breathed a little bit more there. Like I felt like I was so stressed that maybe what overflowed might've been panic or anxiety or, and I want that to change. So not only is it a good time to be like, yeah, I'm better than I was last year, but maybe to look at your life like I'm doing this year and going, you know, there are some holes that I, I feel like I, I could do better in and God, I just need your help to help me to change some things. And one of the big things like a, a famous author died, um, Rachel Held Evans just a few days ago. And I've sort of been thinking a lot about her life and sort of that moment when we stand before God and like, what will like, you know, she was known to be one that argued about a lot of different things in the Christian walk and like a lot of the stuff that seems such a big deal. And I thought, what, what is the Lord going to say? What if I was in her shoes and I died and I went to the Lord and, what is he going to commend me for? And I thought, you know, this year I, I got to admit it's been a busy year. And I thought, and I've strived, strived so hard to please the Lord in a sense, no, even though I know he doesn't need my striving. And I thought, you know what, if I died right now, I think the Lord would say, Lena, you did so much for me. And that's amazing. But all I wanted was your heart. I just wanted to be spend more time with me. And so I'm, I'm spurred in in that, in my spirit. I feel like I want revival in my life and I want, and I know that it, that's not about what I do for God, but just the quality of time that I have with him. So I'm going to be using the summer to make some changes in mm. that. So for me, it's sort of been a good time of introspection to say, all right, God, I, I need some things to change. And, uh, and yeah, I believe I'm growing, but I think that I can do some things mm. better and that's okay. I don't think that any of us could. And I, I'm a challenge, even as I'm confessing this to people who are listening to the podcast right now, like let every one of us do that. And I think it'll reflect in all areas of our life. I don't know, maybe for you, it's been an amazing year if you're listening and that's awesome. So whether it's a point of God, I really need to change or Lord, I'm so glad you changed that in my life, uh, write it down. And we would love to hear from you. I love getting emails from listeners. Don't you guys know? It's like my favorite thing. Yeah. Tina, you know that. Yeah, don't I, I love it? So. And you can see on Instamint, it's like when we get a feedback from anybody, it's like the best thing in the world. So shoot us an email, let us know. We want to rejoice with you. We want to pray with you. And we also want to give you and point you to resources that we believe will help you to stay hopeful no matter what your year has looked like. So maybe your kids aren't graduating and they should have been. Or maybe you're not even living with your kids anymore. Maybe you're a guy and you used to live with your family and now you're out. And uh, it's been a really hard year for you. We just want to restore, uh, be in a place where we can point you to the person who is able to restore your hope. We want to just point you to that. So um, that's really all I have today. Tina, what about you? Anything else we need to talk about? No, I think that was great. I think what you said about um, looking back and seeing how we can, the areas that we can grow in is really encouraging because, you know, all of us need to yeah. work on something and, but the Lord loves us at where we are. And he, um, he's so full of grace and mercy towards us. And it's just, it's so encouraging that um, even though we have a long way to go, he's just so, so loving towards us. Yeah, he sure is. And uh, on that note, we're going to bring this to an end. Uh, we want you to know that we're going to still be online all summer. We're doing the new Testament Insta minutes uh, I think that'll run a little shorter than the Old Testament. We're running it in 50 episodes, so just a few weeks. 
And then we're going to take a break and hit back morning minutes after that, just to give you a little overview of what we're doing in the ministry. Uh, hey, we're on new version now. We've got, I think, four studies on new version. There's a study on waiting. I think you would enjoy. We're on uh, Right Now Media. We've got five studies there. Healed has been put on Right Now Media. So just a lot happening there. In the fall, I think T- uh, Irina will update my events calendar. If you're looking for an event to go to where I'm at, we would love to meet you in person if we've never met in person. In the meantime, have an awesome week. Uh, if you want to email Tina or find her, she's on Instagram. Tell them how they can reach you, Tina. Instagram is Tina Wachke. It's very difficult to spell, so we'll, we'll put it in the notes. And yeah, I'm on Facebook too. And my uh, we'll put my email in the show notes too. Yeah, that way you guys can, uh, if you want to just connect with her in any place, or if you are on this because of her and you have no idea who I am, thank you for tuning in. Tina's awesome. And I'm Tina's friend. So there you go. Uh, Hey, we love you guys. We'll see you next week. Email me, lena at livingwithpower.org or uh, don't. But whatever you do, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And he loves you so much. Have a great week.